the summer's here, and uh, I will honestly tell you that we have the tropical storms happening in San Diego right now. If you guys haven't been from San Diego, don't know our weather climate, we have the coast, and then we have this big mountain range right behind us. So what happens is all the cool air and all the humidity comes up, and it hits the mountains, and it gets stuck right there. And it builds up and builds up and then washes back down and gives us thunderstorms, tropical storms, and all the uh, precipitation dumps out and the clouds disappear. We get massive thunderheads from July to August, September uh, for this time. And right now it's, it'll literally rain and then it'll be sunny. It'll rain, it'll be sunny and super humid. It's in the 90s. Uh, not the most fun weather, I will honestly tell you that one, but it is definitely tells you that summer in San Diego. You know, it's kind of an interesting uh, eco-climate just because in the mid-plain states, there's no mountains to hold anything. So you can be sunny one day and four hours later, see this gigantic storm come ripping across the plains because there's nothing to hold it in place. With our mountain ranges, it's a, it's a little bit different. So every single time I, I come out of the studio here, it's raining or it's sunny or it's raining. It, you can't tell the difference, so it kind of cracks me up here. Good old summers in San Diego. This topic I'm going to be talking about today is, is very near and dear to my heart because I, I had to go through this personally myself. And so something that happened to me over the course of seven years and I didn't know it was happening when I was in it. I couldn't step out and look and see what was going on. So I'm going to talk about a couple examples and I'll talk about myself here. Fear versus faith. Running on anxiety, running on fear versus just believing in yourself and having focused discipline. I guess that's going to be the topic that I want to talk about because it happens so much and it happens so much when you allow people to grade you or they're close to you and you respect them or you value their opinion. And it's one of those things as if you see the very uh, wealthy people, the very rich people, the people who have cracked the code in our society, you notice that there's only two people or three people that they'll actually value their opinion because those are the people that can affect them emotionally. For me, I was married and I got divorced and my wife, my ex-wife was a narcissist and everything had to be about her and she had to be a victim for everything and everything happened to her and she just you know, couldn't possibly understand why the world hated her so much, but she never did anything to change it. And she would always tear me down or break me down in such a way to make it make the world better for her. And so... Throughout me living with her and then me trying to grow these multiple companies, I had all the stress of opening the companies, which most of the time that stress alone would kill somebody. Then I had to go back home and fight for every decision I made, every direction I went with, every every decision, anything. If I want cheese on my cheeseburger, I got questioned about that. Literally, it was that bad. And so my dopamine levels went down. My cortisol levels went up. And what ended up happening was I was on a constant tiny dose of fight or flight at all times. And so it added to that fear. So are you in this state? I pray you're not. I really, I pray you're not. But if you value everybody's opinion and you want to make everybody happy, that means you're opening the doors to every single person's thought process. You're opening doors to every single person being a critic of you. And you've heard this in movies, you've heard this in literature, you've read this in books and people are talking about these different things is, you ever want to kill a dream, tell it to somebody else. Where do you think that statement comes from? That statement comes from people that are already running off of fear. They're already scared. And so they're going to show you all the pitfalls and all the problems that could go wrong. 
So A, you don't step in those pitfalls or trying to be a nice person. But in all honesty, when you really boil it down to it, they're so scared to take that leap of faith that they're not going to let you to take it either. So those dreams are not going to get killed. Your dreams are going to get killed by somebody else simply because they're running off of fear and you're already scared. That's why you're talking about it versus doing it. So how do you get out of that mindset of fear and onto faith? Well, I will tell you that I watched, I'm going to really butcher where I got this from, but I'm going to try the best to give credit where credit is due. There was a um, commander, a Navy commander that gave a speech of a college and it's all over YouTube. It's millions and millions of hits. And he said, the first step to being active and having a good focused discipline and having faith is to make your bed in the morning. Now, it's not pretty basic, and I had to watch this video a couple of times, but what he was basically saying was, you need a win right out the gate. As soon as you wake up, you need a win to prove to yourself that I can do it, I can accomplish it, I can win, and there's a victory. So you make your bed. Now, if you think about that, it's amazing and all of its own. You get up, you turn around, you make the bed, it is now beautiful, it is nice, presentable, the room looks nice, it doesn't look cluttered, and you've accomplished something in the first 30 seconds you've gotten up. Dopamine levels in your brain have secreted and said, okay, this is positive, this is a win, you're happy, and you're already on the positive track. So when he said, if you want to be focused, have focused discipline, the first thing you need to do is make your bet. The older I've gotten, the more I realize how accurate that statement was. Because it's the little wins that add up to the big victories. You ever ever see that, uh, oh, there's always all those great little haikus and whatnot to make you feel better about yourself and whatnot. And it shows the ladder and it shows like only four rungs in the ladder. And it's like almost impossible to reach the next rung. And it shows the ladder right next to him and it has like 50 rungs. So they're like little tiny. So it's really easy to climb up the ladder. Those are all little tiny victories versus looking at the big victories. That's what they're trying to explain in that little uh, picture there. But that's what we need to do in our daily lives. We need to have that focused discipline. You know, there's so many different ways to look at this. You guys work out every day. I do, but that's only for my brain. I don't do it for my brawn or for my body. I do it for my brain to keep the blood moving and keep myself active and to be disciplined so my body runs better, runs slicker and smoother. So let's go back seven years when I was in a bad relationship. I wasn't working out at all because when I woke up, she's, she's a night owl. I was an early morning riser. And so I had to stay very, very quiet and sneak out of the house so she could get her sleep. Then at nighttime, when we go to sleep, she's like, why are you going to bed so early? Why don't you stay up with me? And she would pester me to stay up late. She would mess with my sleep schedule so I could match hers. Instead of just me saying, no, this is yours. This is mine. It's fine. It's no big deal. We didn't maximize the time we had. We only complained about the time we didn't have together. So I would go to bed with a little bit of fight or flight. Those cortisol levels got so bad with me and running on a fear-based that I didn't know this, but I guess cortisol feeds off testosterone. It's the same thing in your body's chemicals. Now, I'm not a doctor, so don't take this for gospel for this is what I've been explained to me. But my cortisol levels got so high that it ate all my testosterone and my body stopped producing testosterone. So I actually had, I was rock bottom uh, for almost two years. So even though I was working out, I was getting no muscle. Uh, there was no healthy benefits from it because my cortisol levels were so high. And so it was actually my gym instructor explaining to me that, hey, you need to go get hormone replacement therapy. You need to go fix this because your body's out of whack. Well, I was actually dealing with the symptom, no testosterone. I wasn't dealing with the problem. The problem was I had chosen a bad partner. I had to get a divorce and move away from that toxic situation, which I did. And I can't tell you how the heavens opened up. 
my world got so much better. I was happy. I got back to my old self. Um, dopamine levels went through the roof. I didn't have to question every step that I took. I didn't have a narcissist by my side. So that was amazing. That was great. And that took me years to get out of that funk. But all of it was boiled down to a very, very basic. Did I run off of fear and don't do it wrong? Or did I run off of faith and just move forward and know that if I work hard enough, it will happen and it'll be fine. The people that are successful fail all the time. I fail all the time. That's, that's nothing new. The only difference is every single time I fail, I gain an education and then I go do it again. And then that second time I don't fail, I might fail off of something else, but I'm not going to fail off that same reason. I'm going to learn. Every failure in my life is nothing more than an education. That's all it is. And I'm going to keep moving forward. So with Throttlebus, I keep thinking about, you know, faith-based and, and, and focused discipline. And, you know, when I say faith too, I want to clarify this. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about religious faith. I'm talking about faith in yourself that you believe that you can do it. When I say faith, that's what I mean. You trust yourself to get the job done. That's what I'm, what's what I'm talking about. Had a friend and she worked in the family business and she was the accountant. I'm going to, I'm going to call her Stacy. It's not a real name. And Stacy worked for the family business and she was the accountant. Now, most people don't understand this, but as an accountant, you're the bean counter. Your job is to count everything and make sure it's accurate and make sure that everything is there. And your numbers don't lie. In the accounting world, numbers don't lie. So if it says it's supposed to take $20,000 to build the sign and it took $25,000, we lost five grand. You can't argue that. That's just a number. It's a fact. And so the accountant ends up being the whistleblower 99% of the time. Guys, this went over budget here. This went over here. This is what happened. Because as they're scorekeeping, their only job is to turn around and explain the score of what they did to the owners. It's the owner's job to make changes in the company. So you're going to find that your accountant half the time is a problem finder because that's all they're doing. All they're doing is scorekeeping and telling you. So don't get mad at your accountant. Don't get mad at that person because at the end of the day, that's all they can do is bring it to your attention. But people end up hating the messenger. They end up being upset with the messenger that brings them the bad news. So people end up not liking their accountant or not liking their bean counter. They're not liking that person because of the fact that they keep bringing problems to the table. But that's all they can do. You have to accept that. So Stacy, being the accountant at the family business, had so much anxiety because she kept bringing problems up and they weren't getting fixed. Ownership was not listening. Ownership was not doing anything about it. So her anxiety got so bad that she then manifested this anxiety to other places. She stopped driving to work because she was afraid she was going to get in a car accident. She started not doing her job to the fullest because she was afraid she was making a mistake and she was going back and checking it two or three times. She started to question what to make for dinner and then dinner was an hour, hour and a half late. Her anxiety started to run her world. It's sad when you think about it. It's really, really sad that her anxiety of trying to do better and please people caused her so much anguish. I'm sure her cortisol levels are through the roof right now if you were to do any chemical tests on her. That anxiety of that running off of fear is in the end going to be the killer of her. Now, if she never diagnoses this or changes it or changes her mental thought process, it might physically kill her. So what do we do to fix that? 
give ourselves a little bit of grace, forgive each other every once in a while, forgive yourself. When's the last time you looked in the mirror and forgave yourself? Seriously. Walked in the mirror, looked yourself in the eye and said, it's okay, we can do better next time, and forgave yourself. You might want to consider doing that. It might take that grand gesture of staring at yourself and forgiving yourself before your body actually understands that it's okay. And there you go, oh, it's, it's all right, I'll do better next time. And you just move on with your day. Your body may not remember that. You might have to do a bigger gesture to get those cortisol levels to calm down. You guys might need to see what is really driving your anxiety to run on a fear-based mentality. But I guarantee you, you are not 100%. You're not the best version of yourself if you're running off of fear. Hands down, write it in stone. You are not the best version of yourself if you're running off of fear. The best version of yourself is when you trust yourself and you do the best that you can and you work off of faith. You work off of focused discipline. And you say, this is what I'm going to tackle today. This is what I'm going to get done. Don't put too much on your plate. Just tackle what you truly can get done and push forward on it. I believe that the more people that run off of faith are not only going to be happier people for all the chemical reasons we were talking about earlier, but they're going to stack those wins and they're going to feel way more accomplished. And there's nothing better than being accomplished. Uh, great example. We're doing a whole backyard remodel. We have a bunch of palm trees coming in and we had to put black bark underneath all these palm trees. We needed 248 bags of black bark to cover all the ground cover underneath these palm trees. So we had to, so my two sons, uh, slave labor, you know how that works. So I got them involved and we put the bag, the truck, we went up to the property, we dumped the bags off and started opening them up and spreading them out. One son got on the rake and we were, you know, smoothing all out and the other two were dumping myself and uh, my son. That night they were so pumped. And so it's like, well, how good it looks. It's the favorite part of the whole house. Look how neat that looks. And they were just gushing over a job well done. They were so excited of the accomplishment that they had. Now, they didn't really understand fear versus faith. It was just work to get done. But the accomplishment that they had and the pride that they had coming out of themselves, just so proud, you know, they're standing up straight. They were so excited and got to show off what they did. And it looked so good that they now trust and believe themselves that much more. And they didn't know, but there's one more step to trusting themselves to get a job well done because they had an example. Now, they had a big example. It took them six hours to get the job done. We talked about making a bed, which takes 30 seconds, but it's the same principle. Stacking your wins, showing what your wins are, and then in turn, you're going to trust yourself a lot more. So if you take something away from this today, please, please, please give yourself some grace. Uh, don't let fear run your world because you're going to be a lot better person when you don't. Mm -hmm.